Surprise! It's a double podcast weekend! So exciting. Our first double podcast weekend. But this is going to be a short one. Because I have one thing to say to you all. Let's make a bet. You see, I got all excited last weekend when I made a bet with Emily and Alex. We made a bet about dinner, where I tried to pick the winners of the week's football games, and if they won, I had to take them to dinner. And I will be taking them to dinner because I lost, and they know nothing about football. It was really depressing, but it got me thinking. And I decided, why just let the action be between me and whoever's co-hosting with me? I think we need to get everybody involved. So, I'm going to make a bet with all of you listeners, and not the casual listeners who maybe this is their first podcast. No, this is for the people who have listened to all the podcasts. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pick every single Sunday and Monday NFL game this season. Then, at the end of the season, if I'm over a 700 winning percentage, that's 7 out of 10 correct picks, I win the bet. If I'm under 7 out of 10, you all win the bet. Now, you might be wondering, Jimmy... What are we going to be wagering? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to be wagering. It's pretty simple. If I lose and my winning percentage is under 700, that means I'm under 7 out of 10 correct picks for the week, I will pay each listener $10. If I win, I get pride and overall glee that I will feel for winning. And I'll get to do a dance and it'll be wonderful and I'll enjoy all of it and I'll lord it over all of you as much as I want. It's pretty simple. You wager nothing, basically, except loss of pride, which is everything to me, I guess. And if you win, I owe all of you $10. Now, you might be saying, Jimmy, how are you going to make it clear who gets $10? How do you prove that we're a true listener? Here's what's going to happen. On episode 20, I will be putting out a 10-question quiz. Episode 20. I'll be putting out a 10-question quiz about the podcast. That's right, we're going back to school. You're getting a quiz on the podcast. And it'll be a lot of really hard questions, maybe some easy questions. I don't know. I'm probably going to write it on the day of, and who knows what will be on there. But everyone will have 12 hours from when I put up the quiz to answer all 10 questions. Anybody who gets 9 or 10 right, that's an A on the quiz. I consider them pretty good listeners. They are in on the bet. And I will write down all their names, and at the end of the season, if I'm less than 7 out of 10 correct picks, guess what? You're all getting $10 in your Venmo, Cash App, Cash, I don't care, whatever you want. Even if I don't know you, I'll PayPal it to you. That's how confident that I'm going to pick 7 out of 10 correct the rest of the year. Maybe this is me just being egotistic. Maybe I'm a little bit on a pride swing. I don't know. But you can profit off it. You stand to lose nothing. So I'm excited. So I'm going to start and I'm going to give you my picks for week two. All right, we're going to go through each of these games. I'm very excited. Here we go. Oh, wait, but first, let's get at it. Cue the music for the solo pod. Oh, you know I couldn't do a solo pod without hitting you with a little bit of that riding solo. I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine. I'm bloody cloud nine, my head's in the sky. I'm solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo. Yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. Finally doing me and it feels so right. Oh, time to do the things I like. Going to the club, everything's alright. Oh. No one to answer to, no one is gonna argue, no And since I got that hold off me, I'm living life now that I'm free, yeah Told me get my shit together, now I got my shit together. All right, 
Thank you, Jason Derulo. Now, let's get started. One thing quickly to clarify before we start this whole thing. The picks will be just straight up who wins. No points, no anything like that. Just who wins, who loses. That's what my picks will be for the year. So let's start with the easy picks. These are the ones that I would really be curious who would disagree with me on. So we'll start with the Ravens and the Browns. Ravens are minus 8 points, which means they're favored to win by 8 points. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. Ravens are averaging 6-2 and two at home. Uh, they're at home versus the Browns in this game. They're six and two at home over the last six seasons on average, except for a three and five year they had in 2015. I like them at home. They're also six and one in their last home games versus the Browns over the last seven years. They're really strong at home. They're really strong versus the Browns. This isn't really going to be a question. Next pick, I'm going to take the Raiders over the Jets. Again, the Jets. Who knew that you could try to tank in the NFL? But the Jets are giving it a shot. They're pulling the NBA. They're just trying to tank their way to the top. Also, their quarterback situations. If you didn't know this, Josh McCown literally gets paid $125,000 for starting every game. That's on top of his salary. So it's in the Jets' best interest to literally bench their best quarterback that they have because they could save money doing it. That's kind of crazy because most of his salary is if he starts. It's a bit crazy. I don't know what they're doing. J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 what are you doing? So I'm picking the Raiders over the Jets. That one is pretty self-explanatory. Next one, Seahawks and the 49ers. The Seahawks were robbed last week, by the way. I don't know if any of you watched that game. They were absolutely robbed. They should have won. They had a pick six that was overturned because of a phantom punch that didn't happen. And also the Packers, it was... It was insane. It was insane. The The guy who, like, supposedly punched him, I think it's his name's Lane, maybe Justin Lane. I'll look it up. But he got ejected for a punch that he didn't throw. It was, it was insane. And it was a real swing in the momentum at the time. Also, though, these Seahawks-Packers games over the last few years have been so weird. Uh, it started two years ago in the playoffs when that crazy, the onside kick miss that the Packers missed and the Seahawks got that they ended up uh, winning that game which was a miracle and then also uh, I think it was two years before that was the Hail Mary play where the Seahawks got it over the Packers that was definitely not a catch Um, and that was when the replacement refs were in the NFL too and then on top of that last year they had a couple nasty they had a nasty game that was just real crazy a lot of hatred vitriol and at the end of it Aaron Rodgers made a joke about how God was on his side because after the playoff game that the Seahawks won Russell Wilson said that God basically had preordained that the Seahawks were going to win and so Rodgers after the win this year was like actually I think now God wants us to win because clearly we won it was hilarious and weird so Seahawks and Packers always weird anyway Seahawks are going to bounce back tangent over. They're going to bounce back. 49ers looked bad last week. Really rough. I think I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I think he's going to be a good coach. I think he's got all the stuff, but it's also pretty well known that Kyle Shanahan offenses take about a year before the offense really buys in and starts to understand it. You saw that with the Browns. You saw that with the Redskins. You saw it with the Falcons last year. So I think it's going to take some time. and But, you know, also, they're in good hands. The organization's headed in the right direction. But uh, I think it's going to take some time. So Seahawks, that's an easy pick. Next pick, I'm going to take the Bucks over the Bears. 
Bucks are at home. It's in Tampa. After much debate, they were going to move it, but the stadium's in good enough shape, and people are back in Tampa recovering after Hurricane Irma. I really like the Bucks. I think the Bears are going to cover. The line is minus six and a half. I like the Bears to lose by a field goal. I think the Bears are going to cover a lot of these lines this year. I think they're going to be really close in these games. But the big question for this game is how long until Glennon is benched? He looked terrible for three quarters last week. I was watching about four games at this sports bar. Croxley's, which is an incredible sports bar in Brooklyn, if you haven't been. And the Bears game was probably the biggest TV near me. And I swear, Glennon looked awful. The running back, Tariq Cohen, he looked incredible. He's like five foot six from, I think, North Carolina, North Carolina A&T, AT&T, something like that. But also, there's an amazing video online of Tariq Cohen, that running back, doing a backflip and catching a football. My dad sent it to me a couple months ago. Guy's crazy athletic, and I think he's going to be just wreaking havoc on defenses. So I really, I really think the Bears are going to keep this close, but the Bucks have got too much firepower too much money on their offense and their defense, and they're going to take care of business. I just really hope Jameis Winston doesn't turn the ball over because he's really turnover prone. Also, though, really interesting how these John Fox offenses every year kind of rotate a running back that they just crown at the beginning of the season. They crown a running back, and then that guy gets an insane amount of carries and, and touches for the year. But each year, we're really off on who it's going to be. A couple years ago, we thought Kadeem Carey, or I think that's his name, maybe it's Kareem Carey, he, we thought he was going to get all the touches in the offense. No. Then Jeremy Langford, then he's no longer on the team. And then you had Jordan Howard blow up last year for around 1,300 yards. He's now really not getting as many touches as Cohen. It's crazy how there's so much turnover with running backs. But to John Fox's credit, he seems to be just finding the hot hand, so... Uh, I really think Cohen could be could be really good for the Bears. So uh, yeah, but regardless, they're going to make it close. But the Bucks are going to take it. So we got Bucks so far. Seahawks, Raiders, Ravens. Next up, Panthers versus the Bills. All right, I get it. I know what you're thinking, Carolina fans. Well, maybe I don't know what you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking about something else. Maybe there are no Carolina fans listening to this. But regardless, I'm going to talk to you anyway. Carolina Panthers fans, I know last week was sloppy, but have faith. This team was 15-1 two years ago. Almost two-thirds of the roster, same guys who were there for that stretch. You guys are going to be okay. Cam Newton's going to get up his completion percentage. He was low last week. He looked sloppy. It was a tune-up game. Here's another tune-up game for you because you get the Bills, all right? Come on. The Bills traded three of their best assets in the offseason. They are trying to tank with the Jets. And even though I think Sean McDermott's a good coach, he's going to do good things, Bills are in rebuilding mode which is the death sentence for any franchise to say, but they are. And the Panthers are going to take care of business. I also think they're still figuring out how to use their shiny new toy, Christian McCaffrey. They're figuring it out. They're trying to get him touches. They need to get him touches in space. It was weird last week. It was like they were kind of forcing him the ball. Uh, But I think he's going to do big things, and they're definitely going to take care of business against the Bills. They're minus seven points, which I actually think they're going to win by more than that. And... um, The Bills looked good last week, but they were playing the Jets. Come on. Of course they were going to move the ball on them. The Jets didn't have Sheldon Richardson anymore. That defense is not what it used to be. It's... It was a a win, but, I mean, come on. That was was a win against two D1 college football teams. 
Okay, maybe that's exaggerating. But anyway, I'm going to take the Panthers. This is the easiest one of the week, I think, for the next one. At Pats versus Saints. Come on, guys. Bill Belichick had 10 days to prepare for the Saints. He's going to win. He doesn't lose back-to-back games. And the last time that the Patriots were embarrassed at a game, guess who it was? It was two years ago against the Chiefs. They got embarrassed. They lost by 30 points. Everyone was like, Tom Brady's washed up. And then he absolutely crushed the souls of every single person living in Atlanta in February. So he's not washed up yet. And they were embarrassed by the Chiefs. Chiefs had way more speed than what the Saints have. And the Pats are going to take care of business against the Saints. It might not be a blowout. It might be, I mean, the Patriots defense looked rough. I think that the Saints are going to be able to put up points. Um, but that doesn't mean the Pats are going to lose. And the, and the Pats need to find a they need to find a pass rush. I don't know who is edge rushing for them. They need to take care of business, and they need to keep Hightower on the field. I'm not sure what his injury status is for this week, but he went out for a couple plays. Uh, so we'll monitor Hightower. But I like the Pats. I like the Pats a lot. All right. Next up, Cards versus Colts. Cards are minus seven. I love the Cardinals in this game, even though Jacoby Brissett, 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 yeah. Brissett starting over Tolzien, which, by the way, if Tolzien started, I was going to say, hey, everyone, put all your life savings on the Cardinals winning this game because Scott Tolzien is not an NFL quarterback. It's free money. But he's not starting anymore. And Brissett, at least, is kind of an intriguing play. I mean, because he can make things happen. He was... He won a game with the Pats. Again, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are not the same coaches as <laughs> Chuck Pagano. Chuck Pagano is not as good of a coach as them, nor is their coordinating team. But uh, he's an interesting X factor. I don't know what he's going to do. He's also only had the playbook for three weeks, which never, ever, ever underestimate how much that, how hard that is. That's an incredibly hard thing for a quarterback to take a playbook have less than a month to digest it, and all of a sudden go play. A couple years ago, the Minnesota Vikings acquired um, Josh Freeman from the Bucks. Some of you may remember this. Uh, they acquired him, and he had, I think it was six days to, to learn the playbook before they put him in, and it was the most lopsided game I've ever watched in the history of NFL, in the NFL, because Josh Freeman, not known for his football IQ anyway. He was known because he could chuck the ball all over the field, and he was 6'6". But he literally, they, they had about seven plays in the playbook. I don't understand how it was okayed that he would start. It was insane. But he started, we got crushed. I think we were playing the Giants. It was the most embarrassing. I was worried for his health. I was worried for the whole offense's health. I mean, it was embarrassing. Never underestimate how tough it can be. So if, if Brissett was coming in with a full off season against a Cardinals defense, that's fine. Looked okay against Stafford. You know, started with the pick six last week. You, you know, I I would feel better about possibly the Colts being in this game, but the Colts are going to be nowhere near this game. And even though Carson Palmer is the best quarterback at keeping teams in games because he throws interceptions like they're candy from the candy man, Carson Palmer is terrible, and it's really hard to bet on him because of how often he throws interceptions. But regardless, Brissett only has three we had three weeks or so to learn the playbook. He's gonna have a rough time of it, I think. And 
the Cardinals' defense is pretty good, um, very strong, so I think they're going to make him pay. And the Cardinals' minus seven points is actually a pretty low line. I would have put it at about minus 10 or minus 11, but it's because they're they're on the road. They're coming to Indianapolis. Lucas Oil Stadium's pretty hard place to come play. A lot of, a lot of passion there, so the fans will turn out for sure. But I like the Cardinals a lot. All right, next up, there are three games that I need a little help from. I need a little help with some friends because I get by with a little help from my friends. I like the Titans versus the Jags. I like the Chiefs over the Eagles, and I'm really leaning towards the Vikings over the Steelers. So I'm going to make a quick phone call here, get some help from my boy Jonathan Talapic. Hey. Jonathan, it's Jimmy. How's it going? It's going good. I hear you got a new dog. I did. He just started barking for the first time today. Wow. It's like you, seconds ago. It's like you have a baby now. You're going to be up all night with him. Yeah. Just nursing him to sleep off your, off, off, my your, teat. off your teat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to ask you something. I need, I need your help. I need your yeah. help. Um, is, I'm is, here with DJ. Is, oh, Jade Albert. Jade Albert. I am here. DJ, welcome to the podcast. Say hello to all the millions of my relatives listening. <laughs> hello, Jimmy's family. <laughs> it's good to be here. DJ, Jonathan, and Sully. Sully's the name of the puppy, by the way, everyone. Uh, I need your help. So here's here's what I need you to do. I need you to try and convince me. I need you to either agree with me or really try to get me to change my mind on these two picks. So I like the Titans over the Jags a lot this week, and I like the Chiefs over the Eagles. Does anybody disagree with me in that room? You're just saying straight pick them. Straight pick them. Um, Titans are on the road at the Jaguars. Yeah, I and, like Chiefs over Eagles a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree there. You don't think, think uh, maybe I they got the think, hype train I too also much? I think the Titans win, but I think a case could be made that the Jaguars' defense is that good. Yeah, I'm I'm really high on the Titans this year. Like I love Mariota so much, but the Jags are like shocking. I think like, the Jags are the stealth team that can make the playoffs that like i would would not have bet on before the season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm with you but i still would take the titans <laughs> yeah Mariota's just the best <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you if, if format plays as well as he did last week it'll be a good game i think it's a samson and delilah thing except it's with his beard i think if he didn't have a beard he wouldn't run as well Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or we he grew hair on top of his head. Yeah, that would throw it off. Yeah. I think he should go with the old uh, high and tight. Shave the sides, just a little bit of a patch on the top with the beard. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that'd, that'd be sexy. <laughs> the Keenan Allen's got it working for him, too. You see how good his beard looks? Yes. Have you ever seen Keenan Allen's eyeballs? I can't say that I've looked directly at Wait, his so. look at his picture on ESPN and tell me that he does not look either really high or that he has some sort of eye disorder. It looks like his eyes are bleeding. Oh, no. He's the villain in Casino Royale. I don't know what his eyes look like, but he has one of the best unkempt beards. Like, he does the wild beard, beard perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I got one more for you guys. I really, really want to pick the Vikings over the Steelers tomorrow. Am I stupid? No. Yes. 
<laughs> Jade, Jade, tell me why I'm why I'm stupid. Uh, the Steelers, the Steel, like I'm just gonna pick the Steelers every week. I think I don't know why. I just love them this year. Is it in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's in it's in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This burger plays so much better at home. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I'm maybe it's just fantasy hope, but I have Stephon Diggs and I have to stream Sam Bradford this week, so I'm just banking on a huge offensive output again. Yeah. Like Eleven catches, hundred and thirty yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently. Apparently Bradford's knee is swelling up. They just took on a third quarterback because they're worried about it. I know. He better start. Le'Veon Bell looked bad last week, though, guys. Like, I think he's a little out of shape. I think he needs a couple weeks. I agree, but Antonio looks as good, if not better, than he's looked the last two years. Man, it's that that balancing, that ballet footwork he got from Dancing with the Stars a couple years ago. Gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I knew it. Martavis Bryant balls, that dude. I mean, if he, out. he plays well. Guys, but the Browns aren't very good. And they, they were, the Browns were with them. That's true, but the Browns always seem to give the Steelers a little trouble. Yeah, it's a division game. You can't, uh... I don't know, Vikings D, if Sam plays, if Sam plays, and he plays well, then I, then I would, then I would bet on them, because Dalvin looks so good. But, uh, if, if Sam doesn't play, I think it's foregone conclusion, Steelers win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, boys, you're both family to me. I'm going to trust you. Which way do you want me to go? And I will go there. Decide together. We're split. <laughs> you're still split? <laughs> yeah, I said Steelers. I would say he seems more firm on the Steelers. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a 60% lean on the Vikings, so I'll, I'll say maybe we go Steelers. Do you, do you have like a, a Vikings ornament or Steelers ornament that you could put in front of Sully and see which one he paws? You know, gives yeah. us firm paw to? You know, I don't. He's he's gone. He's not even here. <laughs> Sully's already letting me down. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know? Well, it seems like you're leaning Steelers, so I'm gonna switch to the Steelers. Okay, but don't don't just straight up blame us. Actually, you can because this is definitely our fault. If you do, so. <laughs> totally. Well, you guys don't know it yet, but I'm making a wager with all of my listeners. So. Okay. But this is one of a lot of games that I'll be picking, so it's over the course of the whole season, so it's all right. All right well, I'll only blame you for like one percent of it if I go into bankruptcy. Sure. If you fall short by one pick, then yeah, come talk is, to us. Then I know who to kill, Sully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, um, guys. Yeah, man. All right. So there you have it. We're picking the Steelers. I I had to think about that one. Steelers. I needed their thoughts on it because I was leaning one way. But it seems they feel like it's going to be Steelers. So, and I'm a huge Vikings fan, so I'm really biased on that stuff. So, we're going Steelers, we're going Titans, and we're going Chiefs over the Eagles. So next up, we got the Miami Dolphins at the San Diego Chargers. I really like the Chargers in this game. I think they played well last week. I think the Dolphins are good, but. I really do like the Chargers in that game. I, I think they take care of business. I, I I really do. I also think they're headed in a good direction under Anthony Lynn. I think it's a strong team. I think Joey Bose is a beast. And even though I do think the Dolphins are going to play well this year, Chargers at home, also that stadium is really small, and I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, did I say San Diego Chargers? I might have. Forgive me. It's going to take a while before I start calling them the L.A. Chargers. All right, then... 
Got the Cowboys and the Broncos. I like the Cowboys in this game a lot. I think Dallas is going to take care of business. I think they're the better team. I don't think the Broncos are very good. Then, next up, the Redskins versus the Rams. I like the Redskins a lot. I think they're going to win. I think the Rams got lucky last week with playing Indianapolis, starting Scott Tolzien. So, even though LA is got a lot of momentum right now. They're kind of people are starting to jump on the bandwagon. I think the Redskins are going to take care of business. And I think the Redskins were really angry they didn't get that game last week. I think they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to come in, they're going to take care of business. And then Packers versus the Falcons. I like the Packers, even though the Falcons are favored. I really like Green Bay. And I think Atlanta looked rough last week. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is that good of an offensive coordinator. I I just don't see it. So I really do like the Packers in that game. And then the Lions and the Giants. Now, this one's going to be tough because I'm not sure if Odell Beckham's playing. But regardless of if he's playing, I'm still leaning towards the Lions because New York looked terrible against the Cowboys last week. So bad that I almost thought I had to pick the Broncos against the Cowboys. But I went with the Cowboys because they did look good, even though mainly I think it was how bad New York looked last Sunday night. Uh, But I really do like the Lions. I think they took care of business against the Cardinals. I think that offense has got a little bit of firepower. I'm always surprised by how Stafford gets it done when, you know, now that Calvin Johnson's retired and even when he was playing, he was injured so much, and yet Stafford would still find a way to move the ball. I think Jim Bob Cooter, fantastic name. Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator, really knows how to call plays. He knows he's really good on third down play calls. I like I like the Lions a lot in that game. I think the Giants will figure it out eventually, but it's going to take some time. And, and, uh, the last seven or eight games, Odell Beckham hasn't done that well. He hasn't been off the charts like he was at the beginning of last year or the year before. So I, why should I expect him to all of a sudden show up and get 150 yards and two touchdowns? I, I just don't see it, even though the Lions' defense is fine. Um, I also look for the Lions to have three or four interceptions. I, I think Eli, we already know he's pretty turnover prone, but... Uh, I really think the Lions are going to jump all over him. So that's they're they're favored the Giants. So I'm picking the underdog in the Lions. I'm picking the underdog for the Packers over the Falcons. And then I like the Cowboys though, like I said, and the Redskins are an underdog as well. Okay, I think that is all of them. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give a call to a friend though. I want to run a couple of those picks by him. This is my friend Chris Douglas. I went to school with him. He's an awesome dude, and he's going to be coming on the podcast and talking fantasy football soon. Um, but let's see if we can get him on the line. Yo. Yo, Chris. Hey, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You know, I already, I kind of gave you an introduction. I said you're going to be on very soon. In in live and living color, a little bit more than uh, on speakerphone. <laughs> hey, this is a good start. I can practice for a couple minutes. Listen, I have, I have some very important questions for you. Great. So, I'm placing a bit of a wager against my listeners, and I, I need an opinion or two so that I'm not just uh, going crazy. Uh, so, I'm going to throw three games at you, and I want you to convince me that I'm wrong if you disagree with me, or hype man me if you think I'm right, all right? 
Okay, are these spreads or are these just straight pickups? Straight pickups. Great. All right. So first of all, I like the Chargers against the Dolphins. I like it a lot. Yeah. I like them at home. I think they're actually it's going to be an electric atmosphere at that new stadium, and I think the Dolphins are going to need a game or two to get their legs under them. What do you think? So I don't think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think that the Chargers are actually going to have a super hard time getting home field advantage this year because that stadium is tiny, and I, I actually don't know if people are going to turn out for them given like all the hype around the Rams and the fact that the Chargers were never actually an L.A. team. Chris is, said, in, Chris is in L.A., by the way, everyone, so he can give us really what's going on on the ground floor. People are not – people are not – I mean – I'm sure people are excited, but like nobody's that stoked. Like, like the Chargers started in San Diego, were in San Diego, and then got moved to LA. Like, only for financial reasons, not because there was actually any passion in the fan base. So, I think that they're actually going to have a problem there. That said, I think the Chargers are like the dark horse of the AFC West, and just because they lost last week, like, don't rule them out. That that, that is a team that, I, I mean. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like if you told me at the end of the season they won the AFC West, that wouldn't shock me. Um, and I think the Dolphins, as much as like I like to see them progress, like we'll see what Jay Cutler does. Yeah, agreed. I thought they looked pretty good against your Broncos last week. The Chargers. I, I do too. I mean, I, I mean, like that was a troubling fourth quarter. We got out of it. I think we're going to be fine. But yeah, no, the Chargers. I, I, I've said from the start that like. Everybody's talking about how good the AFC West is, and nobody's talking about the Chargers. The Chargers, there, there is an argument to be made that they could end up being the best team in that division. I think so. I, I really like Kansas City. I mean, I think they did look good last week, and I think they got some speed for sure. Uh, but definitely could be a dark horse. So you're with yeah, me on Chargers. Yeah, yeah. That whole division is going to be a war of attrition. They're all going to beat each other up. Like, everybody's going to lose at least one or two divisional games because they're all so good. It's just like who survives the most. And just because the Chargers have lost one does not mean they're out. Yeah, and I, I really think they're going to – they could take two wild cards in that division pretty easily. And I think the only thing that would stand in the way would be like if the Ravens and the Steelers both have strong seasons. I was literally about to say Pittsburgh-Baltimore would be the only division that would stop that. Yeah, we'll see, though. That Ravens offense didn't say much last week. Yeah, I agree. All right, good. That made me feel better. Thank you for hype manning me. I felt good. I, I, I felt like I was going into the rap battle and you had my back. <laughs> That's how I do. All right, great. So the next one, your your new new team as well, the L.A. Rams against the Redskins, the Washington professional football team. I like, yep. the, I like Washington a lot in this game. I think that they are going to have something to prove. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulders. And let's be real. The Rams beat Scott Tolzien. That's who they beat. Yeah, no, no. I, I, com- I, I completely agree with you there. I'm actually going to be at the game tomorrow, so I'm pretty stoked. Well, you're, um, you're a new season ticket holder. Let's give it up for adultness. Well done. Yeah, try, trying, to be, trying to be adult. I mean, really just in debt to my to my savings account. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this lasts another week. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my gut says Washington wins the game. That said, I, I, I mean, I think Sean McVay, who's the new head coach for the Rams and a stud. Really? Yeah. He's a, he's, and he's the youngest coach in history. He's like 32. He's literally like five years older than me. He's the is, second coming of Gruden. It's yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think you're totally right, and it's 
that's just that's just perspective placing on my life. That guy's coaching the <laughs> NFL team. Um, you should get on that. You should change careers. You're a season ticket holder. You can you know write a letter. At this point, I mean, we're we're starting from fresh wherever we are. Um, <laughs> he's 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 good. He's he's a he's a super smart offensive coach, which I think I, I don't think you can judge Goff based on last year. I think there is a world in which he could be great. What worried me about Goff in the first game was he was staring down the receivers he wanted to go to, and he was just playing a terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but 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 some of the throws he made, I mean, come on, they were like they were spectacular. And here's the here's the here's sort of the dark horse in that game. Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator of the Redskins last year, so he has intimate knowledge of what Kirk Cousins likes and doesn't. So he's actually going to be a huge force in the defensive matchup tomorrow because he is going to be able to sort of – I mean, if anybody can exploit Kirk Cousins, it's got to be Sean McVay. He's just – he spent the last year basically just like coaching that dude into uh, like like a, what would be arguable as like a top five NFL contract. So – I, I my intuition is the Redskins win, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you saw the Rams go two and zero. All right. Well, you didn't really hype man me for the Redskins because you just gave yeah, a I, bunch. I, of I, I'm not going to only because a I mean I'm going to the game as a Rams fan. Like I'm not just going to be like yeah they're going to get crushed. Um, I think you're right, but I, I'm I'm this one this one is a split. If I was betting, I would pass this game. All right. Well. I have to make a pick, so I'm still going to stick with the Redskins. But you made a lot of good points for the Rams. I think, I think that's the smart. I think that's the smart pick. You'll be able to text um, me. You told me so. If yeah, if the Rams exactly. win, even though you it'll passed, just like, it'll just be like, look, McVeigh. McVeigh was was able to do it. It's really going to be a matter of how Kirk Cousins. It's, yeah, it, the entire game is him. You're also you said McVeigh would have the best chance of exploiting Kirk Cousins. How about uh, how about the owner? How about Dan Snyder? I think he's exploited him pretty well by oh. not signing him to a contract. Oh, oh, they're the worst. They're like truly, and like I can't stand Washington. I love Kirk Cousins. I'm rooting for Washington to tank this year so that they release him so that he can go play on any other team in the NFL, namely the San Francisco 49ers. Like I want him to go back on an end up with Shanahan, and I want them just to like be amazing together. But yeah, no, I I, I can't do Washington, man. Like they I, they just are the. Yeah, I went there's to say... Reason, there's a reason that like certain teams continue to suck, and I truly think it all comes down to ownership. And there's a reason that certain teams are always relevant. And yeah. It's all ownership. It's like if you're invested in the team doing well and you have like the intelligent, hands-off approach, yeah. you're going to thrive. I think He's it, a nightmare. If you can't coach the, the Rams at some point, you should just own them. I think that's the other career choice you could choose. So Yeah, that, that, that would be... That'd be a huge. That'd be a huge move. I don't know if. Uh, oh, what's his name? I'm I'm blanking on his name. Walmart boy. Cronky. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, I'll put in a letter of rec for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let him know. He uh, he's about to privately fund a 1.4 billion dollar stadium. So I don't know if he's super interested in giving him up. But yeah, if he, if he's interested, like yeah, he, I'll, I'll, I'll. He doesn't I'll stand a he doesn't stand a chance against your charm and good looks, man. You're you're gonna you're you're a shoe in. He's gonna give it to you for free. Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely gonna back you on that bet. That's that's for sure. He's gonna say, "Are you the guy with the yurt and sick gardening in your backyard?" I'll be like, "Yeah, I, I live a yurt life." For those of you who don't know, a yurt is just a big tent, but it's you have a baller yurt in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, the yurt was a 
I had, I had to look this up once I got one. The yurt was a uh, uh, a mobile tent originally used by the Mongol people <laughs> uh, in the steeps of Central Asia. <laughs> These are all true facts that I looked up on Wikipedia. How many dates have you said that on? <laughs> it was good from nomadic horse riding tribes. <laughs> All right, I got one more game for you. Come at me. I really like the Packers over the Falcons. What do you think? Yeah, me too, hundred percent. Yeah, I think the Falcon. I think the Falcons are going to slump. I, I mean, I think the Bears look better, but I think that like that, like if there's a if there's a Super Bowl hangover, I think the, I, I think it's real. I think the Falcons are going to succumb to it. Um, I don't trust their offense i I think they're going to be actually weaker this year even though they were the top offense last year um because of the new offensive coordinator from alabama yes arkeesian yeah um so i no i i I think and and i thought like while the game was low scoring the green bay seattle game like it wasn't a a huge blowout Mm -hmm. the packers are they're talking about another team that's just like always relevant they're so good trust me i play I, them I, I play them twice a year all right i i, I know yeah i think uh, if i had to pick an nfc super bowl team right now it would be the packers i know you're just saying that because you really want to choose the vikings but you would you know you want to no, you want to play really coy but that's cool that's cool i really want to choose the bucks because Jameis winston is magnetic can we just can we talk a lot about Jameis winston when you're on the pod i really want to get yeah. into it let's do that yeah i mean we just have to when i come on we're just gonna have to literally let people know like if you have no interest in football get off because it's it, it will bore you otherwise dude it's, it's just my mom cool. and maybe maybe polly maybe your mom will listen too <laughs> it's, yeah, she'll sign on brian will start and then he'll like get off and just send us both angry text messages about how much he hates football yeah no brian brian will like listen to the first five minutes and then he'll write us both angry text messages about how much he hates the nfl yeah but it's only because he, he, he roots for a high school football team that happens to be one of the 32 NFL teams. <laughs> J-E-T-S-G-E-D. G-E-D. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you listened to that podcast. Were you upset when he said the NFL was going to end? Because I almost cried in the room. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I didn't like it. There's, a, there's a, a, a tragic, tragic world in which he's right. Oh, yeah, no, it's um, the truth, but that doesn't mean I can't cry. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, if Tom Brady had been drafted by the Jets and they had five Super Bowls right now, Brian would be a, a champion at the NFL. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He would have bought stock in Roger Goodell. Him and Roger Goodell so would go sorry, and run Brian. through Central this Park. A, this is such a call out on you right now. I, I didn't even know this is where we were going to go. No. This. Brian's on the deuce tomorrow night. He's fine. He's, <laughs> he's, he's living the dream. He's yeah. coming on this week, too, again. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for picking up. And hey, we'll just talk. We'll talk CTE and Jameis Winston. It'll be a real downer podcast. <laughs> yeah, people. People who want to have a nice day don't listen. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Talk wait, to wait, you. wait. Oh yeah, real quick. What'd you see tonight? Oh, so I saw Hamilton. What'd you the think? First time. So, so I mean, it's incredible. Let, let me sort of let me sort of like preface what I did when I when I saw both Book of Mormon and In the Heights for the first time, I knew every single word to both cast albums. And I remember thinking after the show, like, 
Like I knew all the punchlines. I didn't laugh as much at the Book of Mormon because I knew everything that was coming. So from the moment that Hamilton came out and you know it had all this hype, I made a conscious effort to never listen to the album. And so, except for like the first song, Alexander Hamilton, I literally had heard none of the music. Like I, I made a conscious effort for tonight to be the first time. And it was pretty crazy because a buddy of mine from high school was a swing for Lafayette and that's Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson and then uh, John Lawrence and uh, young Hamilton, Hamilton's son. And tonight he was swinging on for Lawrence and, and young Hamilton's son. And it was, so I got to go see him in it. And uh, man, it's, I mean, just like incredible. It was so good. And it was so, such a, an amazing way to like encounter the music for the first time. So now, of course, I haven't stopped playing the album for three hours. Um, but I'm, I am one of the people who has literally been able to hold out for the last year and a half and never hear it. We are so cut from the same cloth. You know I did the same thing, right? Did you really? I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. No, I, I refused to listen to it, almost to an annoying amount where my roommates would get like mad that I would say, like, hey, can you turn that off? Um, yeah, see, I, I didn't have anybody around me playing. That was sort of like, that was, I think, what made that. I mean, I'm in L.A. Nobody listens to musical theater out here. I'm surprised so, Gaji, your cat, didn't listen to it. He, he's usually hip to that stuff. Yeah, no, he was, I mean, I'm sure he was, he was bopping out somewhere. But it was just like, it was, it was fantastic and Wonderful. the staging just like so creative like the storytelling is just it's just next level and it's i see those sort of things and i'm just like in awe that that human minds can conceive it so pretty inspirational and uh if you haven't seen it and can find somebody in the show to get you an affordable price ticket that's the way to go because i i would not have been able to go otherwise but it's it's worth your time always got the hookup sir all right i'll talk lucky. to you later man all right, bud. We'll talk soon. Have Catch a good night. you soon. Yep, bye. He's the absolute man. Love Chris Douglas. Thank you to Jonathan, Chris, DJ, for everybody for helping me out with my picks. So that's it. Those are my picks for the week. Pretty exciting stuff. A couple things before I go. I think I said North Carolina AT&T. I think that came out of my mouth earlier. It's North Carolina A&T. I'm an idiot. Uh, what else? Oh, my If I Were a Betting Man pick of the week. So, I know this has been a podcast of picks, but this is the one I would I would definitely lean towards. The Ravens are minus 335 against the Browns, and the Cardinals are minus 300 against the Colts. I'd parlay those two together. You get about a minus 175 parlay. I think it's good value. Parlay those two together. They're both going to win. Wait, I just put it in my parlay calculator. It's actually not minus 175. It's about minus 140. Uh, so that would be my if I were a betting man pick of the week. And at some point, I think I should go back and review where I'm at for all my bets so far. I'll do that for the next podcast. But that's my pick of the week for if I were a betting man. And yeah, that's it. Those are my picks. I'm still struggling, though. I, I, I don't want to pick the Steelers. You know what? Screw it. I'm picking the Vikings. That's the only one I'm changing. Everything else is in stone. I'm picking the Vikings. Sorry, guys. You were leaning towards the Steelers, DJ, Jonathan, but I just I just feel better about the Vikings this week. I know Bradford's a game-time decision, but even if Case Keenum's playing, I, I like our chances. I really do. I think we're going to cause troubles for that Steelers offense, and Le'Veon Bell didn't look, didn't look ready last week. So I'm going to pick the Vikings, and then all my other picks are on the pot already. Just to recap... This is the wager. If I win 7 out of 10 of my picks right over the course of the whole season, the whole season, 
then I win. And if I don't, then I'll give $10 to everyone who gets a 9 or a 10 on the quiz that I send out at episode 20. That was a mouthful. Let me say it again. $10 bet. If I pick 7 out of 10 correctly for the whole season, I win. If I don't, you win. And I'll put out a quiz later to decide who are my avid, avid listeners. And then I might be bankrupt. And then I'll probably be living with some of you listeners, especially my mother. Mom, take me in if I lose. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for, li- thanks for listening. Have a good one. Let's watch some football. I'm excited. Hit him with some of those sweet, sweet tunes. Thank you.